Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Panthers won. It's good news. Stunning. Good news. I mean... I did not pick them to win. I don't know who picked the Panthers to My win son with did. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> wow. It's probably why he's always winning this yeah. pick 'em contest. Uh he knew something we didn't, but listen, the Bucks are just struggling right now. And we're gonna start off with that because there were so many good things. I felt so good sitting there watching the Carolina Panthers yesterday. They win this football game twenty one to three, and you just have some great performances, but none better i think than what we saw from pj walker let's clear the air like he didn't throw for 400 yards he wasn't uh burrow and what he did 400 plus yards there in cincinnati but he showed that this offense with a guy that won't turn the ball over that's going to take care of it use the weapons on the outside can absolutely get it done pj walker goes 16 for 22 177 yards two touchdowns and again no turnovers but the most shocking thing, I think the thing that stands out to me, and it seems weird to see this team do what they did yesterday on the ground, 173 yards on 27 carries. Bobby, that's 6.4 yards a carry without Christian McCaffrey, who was traded last week leading up to this game and did get in and play with the San Francisco 49ers, who lost. So you got Robbie losing on Thursday. You got Christian McCaffrey also taking an L this weekend. But, man, P.J. Walker, he's going to get the start. We heard from Coach Steve Wilkes. I thought he went out there. He made some throws. I think my favorite one is kind of sliding to his left, and he throws an out route on the run. I believe it was D.J. Moore who tiptoes to the sideline. I mean, he dropped some dimes yesterday. No, I did. I mean, first play of the game, it was great to see P.J. take the shot. Terrence Marshall should have caught the ball, yeah. end up trapping it after a review. It was incomplete. But to just to have that throw right off the bat, was, hey, we got some faith in P- in P.J. Walker. And the, the touchdown throws he made, whether it was the D.J. Moore right near the end of the first half, the touchdown to Tremble, pretty much iced the game for Carolina. Because, yeah, it's funny. I, you know, I'm reading everything here in Wilkes. Oh, P.J. threw for 170 yards. Yeah. He, he was fine, which from what we've witnessed this year, Al, 100% I'll take it. And Steve Wilkes saying, hey, he's our guy this coming week as well. He should be he's earned your it. guy. He's absolutely earned it. at this point, you're – you're a bullpen closer by committee in baseball. Yeah. Who's got the hot hand? And right now, P.J. Walker didn't turn the football over, managed the offense, made some plays downfield. I mean, I can't even think of the last time out we saw plays made downfield. Probably the first game of the year when Baker hit Robbie with a busted coverage from Cleveland. Other yeah. than that, 
this offense has been bad. And uh, yesterday, look, it took a little while. I mean, this was a scoreless game until, what, two minutes to go in the mm-hmm. first half when DJ Moore was able to get that touchdown. You can go back to Mike Evans' drop on the opening drive of Oof. who knows how this game plays out, but give credit. And look, I I, I took the Bucks, and it was an 11-point spread when we did it on Pick'em on Friday. My thought was CMC's gone. The offense has been miserable. Bucks defense is really good. Tampa desperately needs this they game need, that they're going to go out and they're going to play better. I didn't think Carolina was going to get embarrassed, but I was, you know, 20 to three, something like that was my assumption here. The fact that it was basically flipped the other way is crazy. Give credit to this defense. Give credit to Steve Wilkes. That was a great performance all around yesterday. Yeah, the defense was great, and they've been consistent all year. I mean, outside of that first game against the Cleveland Browns where Nick Chubb, who runs on everyone, just ran the ball all over the place on the Carolina Panthers. They've been really good. And you get Frankie Louvu back in the lineup. Still no J.C. Horn dealing with the ribs. But I thought even C.J. Henderson, all the cornerbacks, they went out there and competed. Now we got to get, you know, Xavier Woods on the jugs machine. Got to find a way. Probably drop two or three interceptions if I can recall. But this unit is really good. And when they can be fully healthy with J.C., with Jeremy Chin, I mean, it's the foundation of this team. It's a bright future on that side of the ball. But to go out against Tom Brady – the GOAT, and to hold them to three points and frustrate Tom really all game was a beautiful thing to see. Now, they only sacked him once. It was Brian Burns on a beautiful inside rush uh, there. Uh, so it's it's one of those things, man. You, you know, if you hit Tom, you knock him down, and I thought they put pressure in Tom Brady's face. They frustrated him a little bit. Some of the throws weren't there. I felt like I watched Tom Brady turn 45 yesterday, and he looked old. The reads looked a little slower, didn't come out of his hands quite the same way we've seen throughout the course of his year. But it was very, very impressive to go out there, this defense, and held what is the worst rush offense in the NFL. They were coming in averaging 67.5 yards per game to 46 yards on the ground. Leonard Fordette, really not a factor, 2.9 yards a carry. It was just really good. Dante Jackson led the way on the defense with 10 tackles. Yes, he got hurt several times. <laughs> He's out of the game, but I think that's just part of Dante. It's nothing serious. Something hurts. He gets a little ouchy, and he has to come out for a couple of snaps, but he finds his way back in there. But, man, I am really impressed by the offense, what they were able to do. But that defense is consistent. And when you look down the road at Atlanta this weekend and some of the other uh, divisional games, I think that defense has them poised if the offense can contribute and not turn the ball over to be right there, which is really scary. Last week we are talking about number one overall pick. And then here they now go. Now we're Tom talking Brady about a home game in the playoffs, yeah, Al, is oh what we're gosh. talking about here after this. No way. Uh, texture was very reminiscent of the John Fox games with Jake D'Angelo and Jay Stu. And going back to this defense, and you brought up that Cleveland game. I mean, just trying to think off the top of my head here. I don't have the schedule pulled up in front of me, but defensively, they've done their part every yeah. game where it has been the offense of just don't turn it over, don't screw it up. And that's been the problem this Panther football team has had. And yesterday, give credit to P.J. Walker. I've not been the biggest fan of P.J. Walker. I was fine if I never saw P.J. Walker play again for the Carolina Panthers. But yesterday, he got that opportunity again, and he made the most of it. And Dante Foreman's one out that ran well last year with Tennessee when Derrick Henry was out. So it was always kind of waiting are we going to see him here with Christian McCaffrey? Now, I'm not going to sit here and say the Panthers are better because no, Christian McCaffrey. No. Did the offense work more yesterday? Yes. Give, I mean, on the 60-yard run Foreman had, 
he, he had to make the moves when he got to the second level, but that offensive line, they cleared the path out Crushed to allow Dante guys. Foreman, yes. to allow Chuba Hubbard to get the job de- done yesterday. So this whole line, which has been one of the positives during this down season for Carolina, yesterday they continued to do their job, and it happened to pay off with a lot of yards yeah, on the ground. I-, I watched it again, Bobby, like I always do, and, and I-, I saw a dominant Panthers offensive line. And, and Bradley Bozeman, I'm telling you, he made a difference he moved Vita, Vita Vea all game, which is he's a huge guy. He's one of the best defensive tackles in the league. And one of the reasons as he anchors that defensive line that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has been successful, they did a good job. That young left side of that line with Brady Christensen, Iki Aquanu on that particular run, the long run by Dante Foreman. Uh, first of all, the athleticism and the tenacity for Iki Iquanu to get down the field on the second level. I mean, he's blocking guys. It must be 15 yards down the field trying to get out of the way of Foreman, who's kind of breaking through that offensive line. And it's a beautiful thing to see. So just go, get, hitting the rewind button, watching those guys work. I know Brad, Bradley Bozeman was maybe not the more athletic, and Pat Elfline did a great job. Can't take any – I know he's hurt. He's placed on injury reserve, but, man – I thought Bradley Bozeman was a big physical presence, and he really helped that left side. They caved that that left side of the offensive line in several times. So it was really fun to watch. Even more fun to watch, no pun intended, DJ Moore, seven catches, 69 yards. He gets in the end zone. Uh, beautiful catch and throw there. We talked about along with the 29-yarder from Tommy Trimble, but DJ was active. He was a part of the game plan. Uh, you can kind of see him post-game. He's feeling good. He's involved. And I think if they can continue this, Steve Wilkes has something. And it was it was fun to watch. Now, after the game, uh, you know, the guys, uh, you know, they give P.J. Walker the game ball. Coach Wilkes does because of what he was able to go out there and do. This guy was the fourth guy on this roster at quarterback coming into the season. And then, to my surprise, kind of between the players, out of the crowd, here comes David Tepper with another game ball to present to Steve Wilkes uh, as the interim coach, the hometown guy who's trying to right this ship. He has 10 more opportunities, not a lot to work with. Robbie's gone. Christian McCaffrey's gone. They go out there and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who look bad but give a lot of credit to what this football team was able to accomplish at home. No, and this credit goes all around, and I'm happy for Steve Wilkes to get that moment. I do hope for David Tepper this isn't just appeasing the Mm -hmm. fan base, appeasing the locker room, and that Steve Wilkes, if we get more of this from Steve Wilkes, will be seriously considered given the opportunity to be the head coach. Now we got a lot of football to go. We got 10 games and I think that will play itself out. And for Carolina, Al, if the Ravens beat Tampa on Thursday night, which wouldn't surprise me and the Panthers beat the Falcons. When you come in here next week, you'll be talking about the first place Carolina Panthers. That's crazy. In the NFC South. It's unbelievable to, to think they're now two and oh in the NFC South, the only undefeated team in the division. They're still sitting that third, that two and five record, but man, they play good football. I don't know that it was exciting in the first half, but they found a way to make some plays, throw the ball down the field, kind of cut it loose. And that was good to see, but we'll come back on the other side of the break. We'll talk more about these Carolina Panthers and that NFC South where Carolina is now a mover climbing up the ranks. We'll see how they match up to some of the other teams who played yesterday. We'll have that coming back. This is 730 the game. And welcome back to the Al Wallace Show here on 730 The Game. 
Talking Carolina Panthers win 21-3 over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, Bobby, they're not looking good. Man, I don't know what's going on back-to-back weeks with a loss. They lose to Kenny Pickett, you know, the rookie in Pittsburgh, and then they come back and lose to P.J. Walker. I think this is maybe one of the worst two-game stretches for Tom Brady. I know last week was all about the offensive line. This week – It's really Tom Brady. It's not delivering on some of those passes. Yes, Mike Evans dropped one. I know Chris Godwin is still trying to recover. It really takes a full calendar year or more to recover from some of those ACL surgeries. But he still has Leonard Fournette. Gronk's not there. I don't think the offensive line was the issue. But there's something wrong with Todd Bowles and that defense. Uh, Levante David. I mean, I saw those guys getting pushed around. Uh, White. A great linebacker, man. Icky was running that kid 15 yards down the field on some of those running plays, but the defense doesn't look the same. I know they got a couple guys nicked up, uh, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like, are they in real trouble or are we just – I'm not crazy enough to bet against Tom Brady. They're still number one in the division, but I'm not betting against Tom, trying to, to figure this out, trying to – or maybe being able to find a way along with Todd Bowles to get this thing going on. But I know if they continue this trend, Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, all of those guys are going to get the blame before the GOAT Tom Brady. But, man, it looked bad yesterday. It's a bad football team. I can't believe it, Al. And that that first drive, I mean, Mike Evans said it post-game. Like, I dropped that ball and <laughs> pretty much That's knew it. we were going to lose this football game. And it was one of the weirdest drops ever. Remind me of... His now teammate Julio. Remember that one game the Falcons yeah. had where he like he had a touchdown wide open and he dropped it. And this was very similar because the Bucks get that touchdown the opening drive, Al. Tons of blue seats uh yesterday at Bank of America yeah, Stadium. Not very many people there. No. For the fan base and, and you know, the players. I could have seen that game going completely different way. Instead, you get the drop. Defenses continue to make their plays here. And I, I can't pinpoint it because I I don't look at Brady and yes, he's 45. Look, he threw the ball 49 times yesterday. Al was sacked just Fifth once. Game. Uh, huh? Fifth game, throwing the yeah. ball over 40 times. They're one and four with him throwing the ball that much. Which, That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, Fournette runs it eight times, 19 yards. Twice we saw him stood up. But, yeah, I, I didn't get the game plan from Tampa Bay. And this, I remember Mike Tannenbaum, who was the Jets GM, I think, when Todd Bowles was the coach. So he loves himself some Todd Bowles. Yeah. And when Bruce Arians stepped down, he goes, the Bucks got better because now Todd Bowles is the head coach. Last I checked, Bruce Arians helped win that Super Bowl for yeah. Tampa Bay. Brady deserves a ton of the credit for what had happened here. But now you look at Todd Bowles and the way this team is operating right now, it's just it's just bad for Tampa Bay. If I had to sit here and it's 220 on October 24th, I'd still take Tampa Bay to win the division now. But in yeah. terms of going on to win the Super Bowl or making any run in the playoffs, it's hard to look at this Bucks team right now and have any belief that this team is turning into some kind of contender. I mean, they it, it doesn't look like they love it. It doesn't look like they're playing together. This is a team two years removed from being the Super Bowl champs, and they're stumbling around out there. Tom is so frustrated. Uh, he, he's getting knocked down. He can't make the throws. He can't make the plays. I think the difference is with the stat that I just gave you, five straight games that he's thrown the ball 40-plus times, and they're one and four in those contests. Tom Brady is no longer capable of being the reason why you win football games. Yes, he's still great. I mean, he was throwing the ball on time, getting it to the spots and being accurate. But I think if you're solely depending on number 12 going out there and willing that team 
to victory, he's no longer capable of doing that. And we've seen even Leonard Fournette be more effective in the passing game than the running game. Worst team in the league rushing the ball. This team was awful yesterday, and we know what awful looks like on third down. They were two for 13 in this football game. We saw the Panthers turn them away a couple of times on third down and even a couple of fourth down stops, which was just unbelievable to, to see uh, the Panthers just kind of bear down and get it done. But, man, the Bucks. you're right. I still feel like there's some glimpse, as long as Tom's out there, a capability of getting it done and turning this thing back around. But right now, as it stands, they really look terrible. And the Panthers, like we talked about last segment, 2-0 in the division. They're just one game out of first place, and, and it could change here really quickly Thursday. Uh, they're going to Atlanta, 3-4, and four, the Falcons, who played better football so we'll see if they can get it done it's not the same atlanta falcons probably be their first look at a more dual threat athletic quarterback and marcus mariota who's making better decisions they are running the ball they're playing some better defense but the panthers man it feels good right now on a monday to have a victory it's, it's really been so long it's the reason why they moved away from matt roll and made all the changes uh, but this division feels like it's very much up for grabs. No, 100%. It's up for grabs for Carolina. And I know last week, you know, you're talking NFL draft and all that stuff and of winning this division is probably unlikely. But Al, going into the game, there was 11 games to go. You can't just sit here and think you're going to lose every single yeah. game. It'd be miserable. You know what? Give some hope of what this team can go out and accomplish this season. And now you have that. Maybe all the hope will be dashed Sunday in Atlanta, and we'll be back to talking about who you're going to take with the number one pick. It's a possibility, but at least you look at what's in front of this Panther team is you do get the Falcons a couple times here quick that give you an opportunity. If you can win those games, biggest thing, we always know, win your division games. That's your easiest path to get to the postseason. Because for the Panthers, there's no no wild card. You can look at the NFC West. They've lost everybody in the NFC West. Mm -hmm. So that. You know, somebody's going to win the division. Maybe it's going to hurt you in any tiebreakers. You lost to the New York Giants. That's going to hurt you in any tiebreaker it came to that. You got one path. And you're now 2-0 and against this NFC South with victories over what you think were actually the two better teams of New Orleans and Tampa Bay. And I'm just looking at that Buck schedule. Uh, their next two games, Thursday night here this week, they'll take on Baltimore. Then they'll welcome the Rams to town. And who knows yeah, <laughs> where LA Rams is you're gonna get, at that yeah. point. And then they'll play the Seahawks in London. And hell, give credit to Seattle, man, of what that team has been able to do this year. What Geno Smith leaders. has oh. been able to do this season. I, I wouldn't have uh, guessed it. I had a text in talking about what we were talking about a little bit earlier. I think if Evans catches that first pass, the whole game is different. Gave us the momentum. And they kept pressing to try to make up for it. At least Mike Evans did make an official's day, though. Yeah, he did. I I mean, I don't know the rules. I don't know what's going on. I saw the video of, you know, Mike Evans kind of doing a little autograph session, right, uh, coming up the tunnel and then just standing right outside the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, locker room. So that's very odd. I'm sure the NFL is looking into that. I don't know the rule book. There's a Jenna Lane story who covers the Bucs for ESPN, and uh, the the two officials, side judge Jeff Lamberth, who's in his 21st season, and line judge Trip Sutters in his fourth year. It says the NFL and the NFL Referees Association specifically bars officials from approaching players, coaches, and NFL team personnel for autographs as it can give the appearance of partiality. So there it is in the rule books. What those two officials did yesterday, they cannot do. I don't know what they're doing for the next few Sundays, yeah. but I can guarantee they probably won't be on a field. I mean, they have to know that we're in 2022 and everyone has a camera and more specifically coming up that Tampa Bay Buccaneers tunnel 
all cameras are pointed that way because everybody's waiting for Tom Brady yeah. to come in. It wasn't necessarily that they had the cameras ready to find out, you know, to capture that that moment there with Mike Evans. They're just waiting for Tom Brady, the media, the Charlotte media, and boom, you catch that happening and, it, and it's put out there. So not and, the best look. And for people that don't know, underneath how the media gets to the Panther locker room, you go through that tunnel. You don't go to the Panther tunnel no. on the far side. You're right there where the opposing team comes through, and then you can actually get into where the Panther locker room is and the media session with Steve Wilkes. But yeah, everyone piles in there. There's always a ton of people right there at the end of football games waiting <laughs> for it to happen. So for that. not a good look uh, for these two officials. The only good thing is the Panthers won the game, right? If we were sitting here oh, that would have been a bad Mike look. Evans some questionable calls. Had, yeah, some yeah. big play that went his favor. There was a pass interference or something. And then you saw that, man, it would be a major uproar today. In the end, this is probably something that kind of slides under Maybe these guys get suspended a game or something like that, but uh, still not a good look. But I think the NFL lucky the Panthers won. Yeah, and the Saints uh, also not very good. You saw them lose to the Arizona Cardinals last week, also on Thursday. All teams in this division below 500, Bobby. Just the worst division in it football is right now. It, it's not fun to watch. Uh, it's half of these contests look like just pillow fights. So. It is, it is strange to see. And I know we talked about Dennis Allen, right? And I was a Dennis Allen fan because I'm a defensive guy. And I was a fan of maybe not his head coaching job out there with the Raiders, but of his ability to call defenses and be really good. Well, Sean Payton goes away. He gets the job. The same thing with Todd Bowles in Tampa. These two defensive-minded coaches, they go in and take the, the helm of these offensive-minded teams and it's no surprise, or it's becoming more clear to me now that they can't get it done, man. It's ugly. Dennis Allen, that offense just doesn't look good. I don't care if it's Andy Dalton. Jameis Winston's going to come back. He's going to turn the ball over. They got Kamara, the receivers, Michael Thomas. They can never stay healthy. But if I had to re-rank this division, it is going to be tough. I still think Tampa's at the top. Um, mm, Atlanta's playing the best football right now in the division. And so they I'm lost by right. 18 yesterday. Destroyed. So, and then, you know, you bring up the weir. You, it's, I think it's a toss-up right now. You see how this second round goes between the Saints and, and the Carolina Panthers. But the NFC South is struggling a little bit. Everybody below 500, and they got to figure it out. But yesterday, I think it was mind-blowing to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers struggle. And also, keeping my eye on the Green Bay Packers. Ugh. Like, these two – First ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Bobby, are just – they're having a miserable time. I mean, an absolute miserable time going out there. And I think one doesn't have talent. The other one has talent. But he's 45 years old, so he's looking like a 45-year-old that should be in carpool somewhere with me, picking up kids and shuttling them back and forth to gymnastics and cheese. Could have been so. doing that going home to his supermodel, but – Decided to play football one more year. Blew that one. So, uh, yeah, you can't choose football in those situations. But Tom Brady, you know, he made the little slick comment that he's not ready to retire. There's no way that this is not it. The man has, what, $375 million contract? Yeah, waiting for him. Why do you want to go through this anymore? The only way that I would come back and play again is – you did just basically end your marriage to come back and play football. Prove so do you point. have to play another yeah, year just, point. just for the sake of it? <laughs> you got to come back and prove a point. Well, we'll come back on the other side of the break. We got to talk about some down news here in the Carolina. Charlotte 49er football coach Will Healy relieved of his duties yesterday. We'll talk about that and more. This is the Al Wallace Show, 730 The Game. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 